have asked there. Cease your prattle and sit down. I'm ready to continue my story. Now, if I remember correctly, I told you the story of how the crew of the Happy Hedgehog made it to Hell Station to turn in some cargo. They partied with the likes of Blarg Jr. And then one of them, Flossie, came across a couple of spopium-smoking idiots and took a picture of their star chart that leads to the treasure of Mad Captain Owens. This led to her and her crewmate Rin running for their lives towards the Happy Hedgehog, where they just barely made it on after a little shootout in the docking tube. And sit tight, as this be the end of me tale. And it's one where the crew finds what they've been looking for, and it turns out being more than they bargained for. So shut your yaps and listen. I'm Kim, your host, and I play Flossie Lee. Just hold my hands and follow me. This is Christy. She plays Rin. What? I don't... <laughs> People. And Steve, he plays Z. And I'm tired of him yelling at me about the damn engine I poured dust into. And Chad, our GM. Let's uh, get on into it. So here we go. Well, you're on the ship now, so Woo-hoo. it should be okay. <laughs> This is cool. So you get on the ship and then you start to take off and you get another message from the uh, space station command. Well, well, it's a pirate vessel, not command, but like whoever's in charge right now. Yeah, literally whoever's in charge this hour. Two of your crew members murdered a member of my crew. I demand justice. He tried to kill us for no reason. We were just boarding our ship and he tried to shoot us. Well, you must have done something. No. To be fair, from my perspective, they were just running back to the ship and being chased. And they then the mechanical us. one did pull out a gun first. So are you going to, do you want to f- uh, face adversity? Give me an influence role to kind of convince the guy to not press it any further. And just a simple misunderstanding between bullet wielding, between gun wielding rivals. That's a... Uh, nine on my influence total all right so you you know what you just succeed so you're like eh you know fewer shares next time you capture a ship I'm like oh you know you got a point there all right carry on pirates can be a friendly bunch right especially when you speak their lingo oh yeah so Rin carries Flossie onto the ship and Flossie looks different she's acting different she's more loopy than usual flossie's gonna jump out of rin's arms and lie down on the floor and start rolling down the hallway like cartwheels or just like barrel rolls like like how a kid would roll down a hill i take it back flossie's acting pretty normal okay i'm gonna plug in a course heading and start point the ship the right direction and let it just do its thing for itself for yeah, a little bit. I So I guess you're going to have to look for a job somewhere else. Well, she might still have the... Well, Zeke doesn't know that. Right. Right. <clears throat> oh, right. Yeah. They were running from pirates. Oh, oh, we'll get to that after we take care of Flossie being more goofy than usual. So if you're going to wait, so some time passes, Flossie, you come down. Well, I give her the diagnostic is, you know flashlight and how, how our pupils right. 
reacting and yeah she's coming down okay she's high as balls though i mean she's gonna be very sleepy in a few hours this is lame yes would you like a blanket and a pillow yes i have the softest blankets and pillows in the lab okay you should go lay down why but i don't want to lay down in the lab i like the artificial fireplace okay flossy you can lay down in front of the artificial fireplace. And the rug is really furry. Have you ever laid down on it? No, but next time I have an opportunity to. Okay. Go lay down, Flossie. It's okay. Okay. That'll be really comfy with a pillow and a blanket. I don't know why I never thought of that. Off I go. Okay. Just lay down and be quiet, Flossie. It'll be okay. All right. <laughs> no, Flossie, quieter than that. Why? Because... You need to be quiet or else you'll get a headache but and, and you won't be able to sleep very well. Why would I get a headache? Excess whistling. I don't, that doesn't make any sense. That's not. Okay. While this shit's going on, what is Rin doing? Is it something interesting? <laughs> I don't think so. Cleaning my arms. You detach one of your arms and you start scrubbing it. And for some reason, this is. There's something in the back of your head about this. Like, having somebody help you do this, it's weird. It's really weird. Yeah. Deja vu. It's kind of like a feeling of deja vu and nostalgia all mixed in together. It's mm-hmm. weird. I wonder how Flossie's doing. You go walking in there after you reattach your arm, and there's Flossie and Zeke arguing in front of the artificial fireplace, which is probably just like a like a hollow projected fireplace. <laughs> Some crackling noises? Yeah, on some weird yeah, kind of rug. it does produce warmth as well. Yes, it produces warmth, but the crackling noises are the, the it's the holographic projector failing. It <laughs> flickers every now and then. Sad. We have to get this fixed, Zeke. Okay. Well, I guess when we go find our next job, we can also maybe find somebody to service the, the holographic fireplace. Okay, good, because this is my favorite part of the hedgie. Do you want to tell me why you were running? I was running? Yes. Oh. Rin, oh. do you know why she was running? We were running okay, from... Okay, yeah, I remember now. From Spopeheads. Mm-hmm. There were Spopeheads. Spopeheads are not usually dangerous. Well, I really don't know why they were running after me, except... Flossie made them angry. Oh. I did. So they were chasing us. <gasps> oh, oh, I took a picture. I took a picture. That's how I made them angry. Without their permission? I was sneaking around. And Can I took, I... Well, hang on. Let me look and see what the picture is. You get to the picture and it is a, a series of coordinates for a, uh, a location in space. Oh, these are the coordinates for a some kind of place with lots of treasure. It's like a treasure map. I'd explain kind of. it, but this is more fun. Okay, so we're going after pirate treasure. Yes. All the booty. They shouldn't be tipped off at all. Episode 28, all the booty. (laughs) (laughs) No tips in my booty. (laughs) All right, let's go chasing after the wild goose booty. We're chasing booty. (laughs) I heard wild goose booty. Now we know the name of the planet. <laughs> Wild Goose. <laughs> uh, Flossie finds the picture. It's deep space coordinates. 
shows you Zeke and Rin is being Rin about it. Are you guys going to go check out the coordinates? Yep. All right. I'll plug them into our data navigation computer. You well, you punch in the coordinates, and you're gonna. You can either a try to wild jump as close as you can to this place, or find a safe jump location and eventually make your way there. Let's let's do this the safe way. I mean, we've got we've got fuel. The ship's in well, relatively good working order. Yeah, I agree with you. Like the people usually tend to get the most rewards by playing it safe, especially when looking for pirate treasure. And the spopeds won't be coming after us at all, right? Well, one of them won't. And the other three are busy smoking. Spoping. Spoping. They're doing the spope. I don't think they're going to chase after anything anytime soon. (laughs) They're injecting all the weed into their eyeballs now or whatever the kids are doing these days. (laughs) (laughs) They're chasing that spope worm. (laughs) So you get to a, a stable jump point. You jump a week away from the coordinates that Flossie had taken a picture of, and you are slow boating your way over there. And in the meantime, since you are in a pretty small vessel, it's just the three of you, and you all tend to get on each other's nerves. Let's make some cramped quarters rolls. We, I don't know what you're talking about. We never get on each other's nerves. Well, y'all get on mine. <laughs> All right, who wants to go first? I will. All right, we're going to do things a little bit different. I want you to roll first. 2d6. So that's a seven. Oh, so uh, that's a nine then. What? The boom is a six. Is the boom a six? Oh, yeah, see? Six. Boom is indeed a six, so that's a nine. So that's a nine. So uh, Flossy. I want you to choose a character. There's no NPCs on the vessel, so I want you to choose a character in here with you and reveal the answer to their question about an aspect of yourself or your past. So somebody you would you would uh, disclose something about your past to. Well, I have a 50-50 choice, so let's see. Pick somebody and see how this plays out. Rin. Rin. You two are on the ship. Where would you two be most likely to encounter each other? Are you drawing a spopium hat? Yeah, I I am. And it's going to be a pirate wearing a spopium hat because that's his eye patch. I love it. It's attached to the spopium hat. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to see the finished product. Ren and Flossie, where would you two, like during the average course of it, I mean, you're you're traveling for a week. When you're not doing stuff around the ship, you are left to your own devices. So where would you two most likely interact? And what question about Flossie's past does Rin have? Maybe we're playing a game in the... Galley? Yes, galley. Okay, so like you're playing some kind of like board game or something. Yeah. Okay, all right. All right, so some some sort of strategy game, and you two take your turns and everything. And so mm-hmm. you two are talking, and through the course of it, Rin, you have a, a question about Flossie. It's something that she could reveal. So what is it? So Flossie. Yeah? You could do a lot of things with your head, your psychic abilities. Mm-hmm. What Have you ever done anything that you regretted afterwards? 
Why are you looking at me like that, Steve? Because we're wondering if Flossie's capable of regret. <laughs> um, so there was this one time uh, that I uh, probed the mind of my best friend. And um, I found out that he was in love with someone else. And I was in love with him. And I really didn't want to know. Awkward. It was super awkward. But he was sleeping. And it was even more awkward because his dream was not something I really wanted to see. Right. Yeah. But you don't pro people in their sleep anymore without their permission, right? <laughs> um, sure. <laughs> For some reason, Flossie gets a headache. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go see Zeke. I keep getting these headaches. Karma's a bitch. Maybe. Or maybe I just keep getting headaches. Maybe. Yeah. Who wants to roll next? I will. Steve, or sorry, Dr. Ezekiel, roll 2d6. What's the highest anyone's ever gotten on this roll? The highest you can get is a 12. I hope something fantastic happens with 12, but I got a 5. All right, so pick one of the other players and tell us what caused the newest hurt feelings or bad blood between the two of you. Flossie, your your bubbles got soap scum all over engineering again um i'm sorry is this the first thing you say to her when she comes up to you asking for painkillers for her head no okay this is a different time yeah this is a, uh, the next day okay it, it i have to figure out a way to block the top of the shower i'm i'm sorry could you maybe not use the bubbles for a few days or, you know, clean up engineering after yourself. It's, it's really hard to recharge the jump drive when you're slipping all over the floor. So I rolled a 12 to compel. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> to do what? You never saw the soap bubbles. <laughs> so she's wiping your memory of soap <laughs> bubbles. And for some reason, you, you don't remember love why. the soap bubbles. <laughs> you don't remember why, but you're pissed at Flossie for some reason. Okay, and it's Rin's turn to roll. Okie dokie. Uh, ten. Pick one of the other players and tell us how the two of you bonded over the past few days. Um, I will pick Zeke. Hey, Zeke, you can't tell anybody, but do you have some sort of painkiller? Yeah. My leg's been bothering me. That old bullet wound. Don't say it. I'll keep my mouth shut on this one. Do you just need painkillers? Does it need any treatment? I, I don't know. Do you want to look at it? Yeah, let me okay. jump up on the table. and. I mean, I would say at this point with the wound, it probably just aches when the when the humidity is too high on the ship. And considering as yeah. how there's soap bubbles trailing all over the place, it's a strong possibility. Is Flossie showering again? 
She's you always should, showering. You should be glad that Flossie is showering. <laughs> <laughs> Zeke and you check out Rin. It's not anything serious. The only thing for it is some painkillers. And so Zeke gives you some and he doesn't mm-hmm. bring up the bullet wound to your leg. And you two bond over that. Right. Bond over the fact that Zeke knows how to shut the fuck up sometimes. Mm-hmm. That works. Every that once works. in a while. I just imagine you two in the med bay just just not even looking at each other, but like having meaningful grunts from time to time. <laughs> mm. Nah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Perfect. Eventually, you get alerted that you are approaching the coordinates that you set into the computer. Rin, what what is here at these coordinates? What is it? A planet? A, well, the pirates said it was a derelict, but what what is there? Um, it looks like a whole bunch of space garbage that's been connected together somehow to form just like this giant mound of garbagey space junk that's been lashed together to create a large hunk of floating stuff. I So maybe a combination of things that were intentionally put together, but other things that could because of you know, hitting things or intense heat, maybe literally got space welded. Yeah. Okay. So it's a combination of things. So it's like this large garbage mess that's lashed and fused together. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Okay. And Zeke, you're looking at the, the sensors on the ship and you're scanning the the area for any interesting readings what potential hazard is involved in this space mess? Dangerously close to um, old dying star. It may go supernova or turn into a black hole or something. Or what? What is dangerous about being close to a dying star? Lots of extra radiation, and it may flare randomly. Okay, so and dangerous. Okay, so excess radiation and solar flares. Yeah, I like that. Okay, great, wonderful. And Flossie, Hi. who beat you here? The Spopium heads. Okay, the Spope heads beat you here. <laughs> the rival crew that you guys ran afoul of back at Hell Station. It's yeah, it's just there. the two of them. There was three. One of them is dead. Oh. One one just met a horrible mishap. Yeah. Rin blew one's head off. The other right. one maybe died of a spopium overdose. No, th- there were three. Yeah. There, she there, blew were, the head off. there were no, four. There were four. Oh. One was immune oh, to your compel. True. That's true. So and, it's just but it was not immune to Rin's bullets. True. So it's the three of them. So there is three. Okay. So, and you see their vessel uh, drifting, well, kind of docked on this space trash because there's so much of it. I mean, you might as well just clamp onto it. Are you guys going to try to avoid notice? Are you taking them head on? What What are you doing? I would assume that they're high and that we could <laughs> sneak past just them. Just take care of this problem right away. Well, let's see what the dice say. So, who is piloting the ship? The captain, of course. Oh, of course. Yeah. Why? This, <laughs> why? Why are you? 
I don't know. We don't have to do what Kim says, guys. <laughs> Just you, you mean all along we didn't have to do everything that Kim said? No, she's not the puppet master. <laughs> Are you sure? You should have told this months ago. <laughs> I mean, if you can put up with her pouting for the rest of the night, I mean, you don't have to do what she says. I think that's why we usually do what she says, because she has, she has a quick draw pout, except when she's laughing. So, who is piloting the ship? Well, uh, so there's a problem. If it's not me, then it has to be one of them. Yeah. Okay. Kim will go everywhere, guns a blazing. And Flossie will go everywhere, guns a blazing. And, and Rin actually knows how to fly a ship. But, right. Oh, she does. Yeah. But Flossie she's, can fly. Mm-hmm. She's done a lot of flying. Yeah. Significant. I amount. thought you were hesitant about technology, though. She's but I've been flying. Okay, well then, yeah, Rin's flying. Okay, Rin. Wait, actually, are you trying to avoid notice? And if so, how? It's kind of hard to avoid notice when we're flying through space. Right. There's nothing to hide behind. Well, there's... Well, no, I mean, there's a bunch of space debris here, so you could... Park can, there. You could you could clamp onto the underside of where they are. You can use your sensors to jam their sensors. That's way too fancy. We can approach from behind the sun. All of this sounds very dirty. Behind the sun? The amount of innuendo. <laughs> Let's slowly approach from behind. <laughs> All right. So... Gently and quietly. Rin, I need you to give me a face adversity using your metal to stealthily sneak in from the rear and hope they won't notice. That's what she said. (laughs) Not until it's too late, at least. Eight. You overcome the danger of being noticed, but it comes at a price. Your hard choice is you either have to park the vessel maybe a little too close to their ship or the other choice is you you could park somewhere safe where they may not notice you all that soon but it would be a lot farther from where the treasure might be so either too close or farther away than we want yes those are the choices yeah too close to your enemies or farther away from where you might need to go I'm going to say too close. Okay. So you, you get dangerously close to their vessel. Yes. During your rear approach. Yes. Okay. And you engage the landing gear and the clamps and you magnetically grapple onto this space wreckage. How do you plan on finding this booty? I would like to explore the derelict. You... Pop on an exosuit, and it sounded like Zeke was going to use the sensors. Yes. Okay, so give me a assessment roll using your uh, interface, because you're using the, the ship sensors. Eight. All right, something interesting about this derelict. Okay. Something interesting about the subject. There are some very strange energy pulses coming from inside this mass of of space wreckage and it's like I said, it's just a strange energy signature it's not 
I mean, it, it's not the same type of readings that you would get from another ship or a jump drive or something like that. It is just some weird kind of energy anomaly. And you have, um, you have a lock on the location of the energy source. Flossie. Yes. You engage your magnetic boots in your exosuit and you are walking around on the metal hull of all this space garbage. Mm-hmm. Uh, you said that you were exploring. So what are you doing? Finding a, finding out where um, my little uh, spokehead buddies are. Well, Ren landed very close to them. So to their vessel. Yes, but they must be. Oh, you're trying to find. Okay. Right. They you're must be inside it somewhere. Okay. You're, you're trying to track them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Should be assessments. So give me uh, an assessment role using your expertise. Eight. All right. So you said you got an eight? Yes. All right. Reveal interesting information about the subject. So they're they're not on the ship. Let's see. Well, the ship is is sealed up tight, first of all. It's not going to be an easy thing to step onto. But as you're looking around, you you come across the telltale markings that they have like a, a smaller vehicle mm-hmm. that they're using. You can see like a, like tracks and evidence of, you know, like twisted metal. Obviously, whatever's they're driving around in is has magnetic clamps or whatever mm-hmm. that they're sticking to this. So that's something interesting about it. And because of that, uh, they should be somewhat easy to track. However, since they are in a vehicle, it's not like something you can just mosey on along in your magnetic space boots and find them quickly. Do with that information what you will. And Ren, after docking, after landing the ship, what does she do? Do do we have smaller ships on the ship? Or a little... I, I would say the only aids that you have on this vessel would be like load lifting machinery for mm. your cargo bay. Okay. Moving those heavy loads. Yeah. So so you could have... It would be like driving a forklift around. There's an escape... There's one escape pod. Isn't that what you were asking? Well, an escape... I don't want to escape... Just finding a quicker way. Yeah, you're asking to... for like another type of vehicle. Do we have a drone? No. Although the thought of having, you know, some kind of like mechanical digital based helper on the ship just kind of makes your head ache for a minute. I. Rin, you okay? Yeah, just a bit of a headache. I think I'm going to go out and join Flossie and. Head towards wherever Zeke said the weird energy is coming from. Okay, so you put on a suit, and I mean you can easily get the the information for the coordinates on your heads up display. So you got both of you have like this cool little like AR thing with like arrows and distances and stuff in your visor that tells you where you should be going. And is Zeke staying on the ship or joining the rest of the crew? Zeke will stay on board the ship. Brave man that he is, Zeke is staying on the vessel. So what do the ladies do? What are the what are the mystery twins doing in deep space? 
I want to get into this thing. So I'm looking for any kind of hatch I can find. Okay. Uh, we'll just say that with a few minutes of looking around, you both find a way of crawling into into the wreckage. It looks like the remains of a part of one ship that you get in and you can kind of go in. Now, there's no atmosphere in any of this, so you guys need to stay in your suits. But you're inside and you're following through some tunnels and you are attempting to get close to the strange energy readings. Okay. As time passes, uh, Zeke, you start uh, your uh, the console that you're sitting at starts to flash brightly and a bunch of warning beeps go off. There's a solar flare coming. Does does it give any indication of what kind of time or intensity or? It's pretty intense and pretty soon, like it's it's timing down. I don't know how intense the radiation bath from this is going to be. So. What does it mean? I'm unfamiliar with this. A solar flare. It's basically when a star ejects some of its matter out and it's a huge burst of radiation. It's basically like an EMP blast coming from a star. So it can fuck with technology and cook people alive. But we should be fine, right, Zeke? I mean, they're inside of the derelict. Yes. The solar flare goes off. You you warn them about the solar flare. It goes off. Your heads-up displays, they, they get all staticky and wonky, and they, they're deactivated. Zeke? Yeah. Okay, just it's, making sure. It's a bunch of... You can make it out, but there's a lot of static. And thank you, Steve. <laughs> I like making static. I can add static in post. <laughs> See, listen, this is me adding static and post. It's magic. (laughs) All right. So you two need to navigate without the aid of technology for right now. So I need you both to give me a face adversity roll since you're overcoming some sort of opposition. Using your expertise, you're going on memory and just general spelunking skills. Right. Five. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> no, well, we'll say that Flossie and Rin helped each other, and you both succeeded um, at a cost. So you are getting closer, deeper into the bowels of the ship, like finding a clear way to get where you think you might need to be going, and you come across some sort of a hazard. Uh, Steve, what what would that be? They have to pass through, like, a... Uh, uh, an open doorway thing, but it's got this electrical discharge barring it. And there's a light panel that blinks in sequence. Uh, So it's like a puzzle that they have to figure out to pass on. Right. Or they'll get zapped. All right. So you must be going the right way because now there's a, this dungeon has presented a puzzle to you. (laughs) All right. So uh, one of you, you're, it's face adversity. You're trying to overcome this obstacle. So that would be your expertise since you're using your your wits. Damn it. You should totally do this. I will try. Because Rin can take more damage. And has a better expertise, I think. Well, yours is negative, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, mine's not negative. It's just zero. That's All right. Certainly so that's better, better than mine. Oh, this is going to be awesome. <laughs> right. Right. 
awesome. <laughs> so awesome. I got a four. Okay, and does Flossie want to uh, get involved? Sure. All righty. <laughs> Help me, Flossie one. So that would be a five. Oh. You both rolled a five. You yep. both get zapped. Owie, this is not a nice You hear thing. screaming as they're both electrocuted. <laughs> and let's that see. Sucks. Rin, we should try again. Flossie takes a minor <laughs> wound. Uh, Ren actually doesn't take anything because you're harder. I am harder. Let's try again. However, one of your arms is a little glitchy now. <sighs> Sweet. Is your arm okay? It's fine. It's fine. We're fine. We're fine. How are you doing? Well, you didn't succeed in doing this, so you might have to find another way around. Um, I am going to look to see where the electrical thing is attached to see if I could just tear through it to to get it to, you know, stop being electrocuting. Yeah, we're going to say there's no other way to kind of get around this particular puzzle, but you can give me a face adversity roll using your expertise to try to find a different way. And if you don't succeed, then things will get bad. Oh, man. Nine. All right. So the dangers overcome, but at a price. Uh, Flossie, you have the option of getting involved to turn that partial success into a complete success, or you, you all could just leave it as is. I'm a roll high. Yes. Okay. And so that's a 10 on the dice and I'm adding what? Wow. Expertise. It, it doesn't, doesn't really matter. Okay. <laughs> so you succeed completely and that brings Rin's partial success to a complete success. You both Woo-hoo. successfully yeah. find a way around this puzzle. You lose time, but you get around it. Okay. Okay. And more time passes as you're going through uh, the guts of this wreckage and you get close to that strange anomaly that Zeke uh, had noticed. And Flossie, how how are these weird energy fluctuations? How are they uh, affecting you and Rin? Like, are they affecting your suits? Are they affecting you like physically, mentally? What's going on? They are intermittently affecting the um the magnetic boots boots oh oh wow so so as y'all are getting closer to it like it's like it's like you have to stop like stand like a flamingo for a little bit until the other boot magnetic field kicks in you're maybe kind of helping each other preventing each other from drifting away mm-hmm. so that slows you both down greatly and as you get closer slowly and it it gets kind of funny at times you come out into like this big round chamber like this is enormous i mean this chamber is maybe about the size of we'll say it's about the it's it's a spherical area and it is about the size of like a cruise ship like it is that big wow Nice. And as you come out in here, you see like in the middle, you see a strange looking field of energy. Uh, Zeke, what does it look like? Like, what is it doing? Ripples, like a suspended sphere of water. But you can see, but they can see all the way through it, except for the distortion caused by the rippling effect. So it kind of looks like the inside of a Stargate, maybe? 
like the rippling or like the the sphere thing from the from sphere was it sphere i think it was Uh, where they're at the bottom of the sea and they yeah find the alien artifact thing oh god who cares okay okay so you see this and all of a sudden shots ring out as the other as the pirates well i guess we'll at this point why not why not why argue with it the other pirates here open fire at you I think he just implied we're pirates. I think so too. Yar. You're wearing a bandana and she says yar. Why not? <laughs> what do you two do? Kill them? Mm-hmm. That's what I was yeah. thinking. Okay. How? I have knives and I can kill them with my mind. Knives in space? But we're inside work? the once you throw them they don't stop till they hit something (laughs) we're inside is is there atmosphere in here they are using uh blasters right now i don't think there's we have atmosphere in here it's still but force makes things move regardless yeah are they inside suits or are they i mean they would have to be inside suits you're all inside suits i mean you're not like in these giant, like NASA spacesuits that are clunky and everything. I mean, this is the future, so they're they a little bit weapons. more sleek. They have energy-based weapons that can fire in space because they're pirates. That's kind of what they do. You guys are able to move around kind of as normal, but there's the aforementioned issue with your magnetic boots. So mm-hmm. when you come, ac- so basic, you guys are going to have to overcome clumsiness to do anything else in here. All right. Well, Rin said that she was just going to up and murder, straight murder these people. Yeah. So the weapons that you have are a, it's a shotgun and a machete. Yeah. Shotgun's probably not going to work in a vacuum. No, no. I'm going to have to charge them. (laughs) All right. So give me. Yeah. Should be interesting. (laughs) Where are they located in relationship to us? What's the terrain like in here? mostly smooth like you're basically running along the walls yeah of this area uh, it's mostly because it's sp- all completely spherical it's it's completely spherical but there's uh there's ramps and uh gangways and stuff going towards the center where this energy anomaly is but right now where the pirates are they're magnetically clamped onto the wall to the side i mean if you're going to machete them you can easily get to them yeah because this is a freaking space opera you right. can like, freaking jump through space at them but you first need to overcome your clumsiness because of the randomly firing magnetic boots that you have. So that's a face adversity move using your physique. And if you succeed, you overcome your clumsiness. Five. What if she fails? Oh, she she fails to overcome her clumsiness. So with the magnetic boots and everything going off, you go to jump at them. But then one of your boots activates at the wrong time and throws you completely off balance. You falter and go slamming to the metal... Uh, of the wall. Flossie. I meant to do that. It's your turn. Okay. You make even your failures look good. Let's see what happens. Happy thoughts. All the happy thoughts. Happy thoughts. Oh, good. Let's see. So that would be an 11. It only works on one of them. Compel one of them to shoot the other two. Okay, you can compel one to shoot one other one because, you know, the whole turn thing and time being a thing here. 
Well, you rolled an 11. That's high enough. So yeah, one of them just turns, shoots his friend in the head, and now there's two pirates. Do you have any backlash from that? Nope. Well, He's you got to pick one thing. And clumsy. Okay, so he he robotically shoots a guy in the head and mm-hmm. and then snaps out of it. He's like, oh, whoa! And his <laughs> other his his he other friend snap too hard. He is a spoke spoke head after all. <laughs> whoa! <laughs> so guy shoots other guy in the head, and the third guy turns and sees this happening, and says, "I told you to put your psychic dampener on, you scurvy dog." Obviously, that one has something known as a psychic dampener, but one of them does not. <laughs> so take that as you will. And one's dead. And actually, the the one that notices his friend doesn't have the psychic dampener on sees a fucking psychic there. So he shoots his friend in the head so he doesn't have to worry about any psychic compulsion. So that's you two against one pirate. Hey, you got what you wanted. Woohoo! And he is making his way towards the strange energy anomaly and opening fire at you at the same time. Drifting through space towards the energy while shooting at you. What I will you- be dodging the bullets. Okay. Yeah, oh yeah. Blaster blasts. Okay. Give me a brace for impact roll. Because if he hits you dead on, this is going to be a major wound. What does this use? Uh, 2D plus your armor. Nine. Flossie? Five. Ren, you you take a shot. You're, it breaches your suit, but the suit technology, the it seals up real quickly. You take a minor injury. Uh, you're mostly protected by your tough skin. Flossie, you got a five? Yes. Uh, you get hit. You take a major wound from the laser burn. However, it also hit your suit in such a place where it is not sealing. You're venting oxygen. Does anybody have any duct tape? Not on me. I have some at the ship, but it's not going to do you any good. So space duct tape? Spuck tape? tape. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work for everything, Chad. <laughs> Mother spucker! <laughs> Looks like it's working to me. All right, it is a slow leak, like you're not going to die instantly, but it is definitely something you need to contend with. What are you guys doing now? I'm going to try to go after the guy again. First, overcome your clumsiness from the boots. What am I adding again? Uh, Physique. Um, 11. All right, you overcome your clumsiness completely, so now you're pursuing the guy? I am quickly pursuing propelling myself. Okay, you're leaping at yes. him? Yes. Okay. Are, what is your ultimate goal? Are you are you going to attack him? Are you going I to have grapple him? You're going to attack him. And I'm, yes. Okay, give me... Skewer. That is launch assault. So that's 2d6 plus your physique. Nine. So you win this battle. However... Can I stop myself? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> So you you machete this guy like you just you get to him and he's he's trying to like get further away from you, but you're you had a much stronger push. You catch up to him, you grab onto his boot, you pull him towards you, you get him. Okay, you just gut him like a fish, just straight up cut his suit open, cut him open. There's a a violent explosion of like 
blood and organs, like explosive decompression just <laughs> coming out of them. Ew. Spraying all over the visor of your suit. And at this point, the um, the electronic components of your spacesuit kick back on and your visor uh, it self-cleans. It's like a little kind of like electric kind of winch away kind of wipe. <laughs> Just kind of it superheats the blood off of your visor so you can see correctly. That's and handy. you are sailing straight at the energy anomaly. The the blobby thing. Great. You're about to hit it. I hold my breath. <laughs> okay. And so instinctively. That's useful. Rin actually hits it. Uh okay. So, Flossie, yes. from your point of view, this is what you see. So, remember, this is a strange energy readings. It's unstable fluctuations. It's a weird spherical thing in the middle of some weird kind of derelict, patched together space junk sargasso sea here. Mm-hmm. But it's also some sort of a highly valuable treasure. So what is this and what happens to Rin when she goes into it? Thinking it would be like a a portal or something, a portal of some kind. Okay. Oh, okay. So it is a like a dimensional portal, like a teleportation yes. portal to where? To a uh, a planet that we've never been to before. We have no idea what this place is. So is there the same type of machinery with a portal on the other side of this or is this? Okay. So, and it's a planet. Yes. Okay. Ren, you sail into this sphere and then Uh next thing you know, you are sailing out of a sphere and then you fall smack down into the ground. Ouch. You're not where you were before. And all, both of you immediately lose contact with Ren. Do I notice like, uh, blip on the the sensor readings like an energy spike or something oh yeah oh no she got too close to the anomaly and now she's gone oh my god flossy rin got vaporized well i'm gonna try to communicate uh with her men with telepathy oh your telepathy is an unlimited range doesn't it mm-hmm. if she's familiar enough with the target mm-hmm. so Oh, I'm pretty sure Flossie and Ren are very familiar with each other, even though they might not remember. Flossie, you reach out for Ren's mind. What are you trying to communicate? I want to know if she's okay. You hear Flossie's voice in your head asking if you're okay. I'm fine. Fine. Where are you? I don't know. What do I see when I look around? Steve. What does she see on this strange planet? She's on a beach. Whatever houses the portal behind her. Right, the the strange portal machinery. Right. Okay. Um, and other than that, she appears to be, you know, on a, like a tropical kind of a beach. She can't see like buildings or any immediate evidence of civilization so you just fall like in a big deserted beach just for fun we'll say that the the strange thing about this beach is that the sand is purple flossy you get the you get that image and those impressions in your head Ooh, that place looks cool rin what do you do 
look around. I think the treasure must be here somewhere. And what is Flossie doing? Going back to the ship to repair the suit. Good idea. So by the time you get back to the ship, you get back to the ship just in time. And actually, by the time you get on the ship, you're like desperate to claw off your your helmet so you can get a good gasp of air. (gasps) Oh, man. Hey, Zeke, this thing's got a hole in it. Do you have a patch kit? Um. Yeah. Cool. Let's patch it up because I want to go follow Rin. Does that seem like a good idea to you? Yeah, it's really pretty. There's purple sand beaches. Why does that seem ring so familiar? Okay, fine. Purple sand beaches. Um, can we take the hedgehog with us? Do you I don't think? Know. Was the portal big enough for this ship to fit through? It was in a room. Okay, so the room itself is the size of like a um, an ocean liner. You said. Yes. Um, how big is the happy hedgehog? A little bit smaller than an ocean liner. Bigger than a bread box. (laughs) I'm going to say that the entire ship probably can't fit through the portal. Actually, trying to get the ship through the portal might destroy the portal. But Or even get to the portal. Yes. Or since you kind of know where it is better and you're not trying to avoid anything, you can easily maneuver the ship to a spot where you can maybe drill or laser your way into the closer to the chamber. Okay. Yeah. Let's see, you know, let's try to get clo- the ship itself closer to the um, subspace anomaly thing. Okay. And so you do so, speed things up, you do so, you get, both of you get back in suits, patched up suit, into the chamber, and you have the giant portal in front of you. Uh, Ren, what have you been doing this whole time? Just standing there on the beach? No, I probably... Well, if the sensors on the suit say it's okay, took off my suit. Oh, yeah. There's there's breathable atmosphere here. And start looking for any clues of treasure. Since I don't know what that means. So just anything in general. Give me an assessment role using your expertise. And uh, Flossie and Zeke, you both step through the portal while Rin is searching. Uh, Five. All right. And Rin... Rin encounters something she probably wishes was not true. You're looking around. You come across a, uh, it looks like a an old dig site. And you you get close to it while these two step through the portal. And mm-hmm. You get to it and it looks like it's a, an abandoned dig site. And there's a, a big hole that's been excavated in there. And it looks like someone has already beaten you to this treasure. Flossie, you step onto the purple sand beach and you're hit with the biggest migraine you've ever had. This is not awesome. Like, Zeke, you step I was the thinking portal, it would be nice here. And Flossie just drops to her knees and crushes <sighs> her head in pain. Do you have lots of meds? You can, oh. you can barely talk, Flossie. This is terrible. Do we feel her screaming in our heads? Probably. Yes. No, you probably yes, just hear her with your ears. <laughs> it's echoing inside your brains. Oh, God. Great. So her pain is y'all's pain. Uh-huh. Yeah. You all hurt. <laughs> all three of you hurt and you're getting like just weird images flashing in your minds. It's difficult to make sense of, but if you want to, 
I need you to, if you're trying to decipher this, give me uh, assessment rolls. This is using your mind, so use your... Well, let's see. According to the powers of telepathy, Flossie can access people's minds like a computer. So let's go with interface rolls. 12. Oh, wow. Okay, Rin, you are... Well, Flossie can roll this too. We'll, we'll start with that. Uh, so that would be a seven. Okay, so we go from failure to partial success to complete success. So, Ren, you cannot make any sense of the garbled images that you're getting. You're actually they actually overtake you, and you kind of get lost in it, like you're completely lose sense of where you are, even who you are for the time being. Flossie, you're you're starting to get images. You're making sense of it, of a different ship. You're not mm-hmm. quite sure what what to make of that. You've been on this beach before, mm-hmm. but you haven't been on this beach before. But it's weird. <sighs> like you're physically here now, but in the past you were here, but not physically. Odd. It's like it's almost like you are you're in somebody else's dream or something. Hmm. Zeke, you're you're going through all this with the screaming and everything, and you're getting these flashes and stuff. And you used to have an engineer. His name was Gideon. Oh. Yeah, that was pretty much your reaction. <laughs> oh shit, guys. I think we lost some. I think we left somebody behind. What? We what do you a, mean? We had a guy. Uh, um. What uh, guy? Uh, uh, what are you talking about? And stop talking. It's making my head hurt. Rin, why are you thinking about taking showers with Flossie for some reason? It's weird. It's a very inappropriate time for that. Why are you? You're all thinking the same thing. Why are you thinking <laughs> you're all, oh my God, you're all psychically all linked and having the same thoughts. <laughs> so this conversation is going on in your brains while you're all unconscious or something. <laughs> Writhing around on the sand. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my head. Wait a minute. But like, you were, there was something about this. There was something almost like secret about this. Like, this isn't your shower. Who does the shower belong to? That one's better than mine. Although it doesn't have bubbles. That's definitely a disappointment. It had a ceiling though. No, no, we had it we had this guy and Why do you keep talking about a guy? We don't have a guy. You're the guy. No, we had we had another guy, a guy who helped take care of the ship. A that taking shower care of the wasn't ship in guy. our ship. For some reason in your head, you hear like this voice, Ren, of this this strange the voice that you haven't heard before. It's like, I think Flossie is sneaking into my shower at night. What should I do, Ren? And then it's slowly starting to come back to you. This is, you know this voice. Creepy. What? Who is that? I, someone that was in a different ship. Where the shower was. The ship that we the ship that we saw a minute ago? Where the shower was. The one that had that weird thing on the side with the bomb or whatever? That ship. 
I, yeah. What the heck ship is that? Zeke, what's going on? The ship with an anthropomorph- anthropomorphic badger on the side. Wow, that is a tacky drawing on the side of that ship. No joke. What kind of stupid ship is that? It's not and who cute. The heck like, is I that don't know, drawing? but why do I like it so much? Because you're weird. We know that. But who is this guy that's in our heads? He he was the he was a guy. He had he had he had that um he had that robot a pet well, not robot was a it pet? a pet? Yeah, a there robot was a pet, pet, and there was there was not a robot. There was like a, a computer yeah. friend he had. Um, eh, whatever. Let's go find this treasure. Maybe our headaches will go away. The treasure's gone. You hear the same same voice in your head. Talking about this beach, this is a, a memory uh, from Flossie saying, you know, when I was a kid, I found a picture of a beach that looked like this. And, I- and then it starts to click into your heads that this is the vo- this is Gideon. Oh, my God. Who is this Gideon guy? The guy. That's the guy. He used oh. to take care of the, the other ship. Why is he talking shower? about being a kid? I don't understand. Who is this guy? It's starting to click into place. The ship's name was the Irritated Badger. Gideon. Your engineer was named Gideon. Oh my God. Where's Gideon? Where's Gideon? Why are we in this ship? Where did the hedgehog come from? I don't know. Didn't we? No, we didn't always have the head. We had some, we had another ship. The Irritated Badger. Why are we here? Treasure! The That's treasure right. is gone, Let's go Flossie. Find the treasure. Why is it gone? I don't know. Somebody got but to, I think got... we need to go How do we back. Know it's gone. We've only stood on this beach. We haven't explored anywhere. Let's go find the treasure. I'm we sure ne- this Gideon guy is fine. <laughs> we need to go back to Gideon. What? To Earth. That's where we left him. Oh shit, we left Gideon on Earth. We left Gideon on Earth. But guys, there's treasure. Thanks for joining us on another chaotic adventure. We would like to thank another dead weirdo, Sulfuric, Grant Anderson, Peace Loving Games, and Tabletop Audio. And thanks most of all to our listeners. Your interaction keeps us going. We love to read your feedback on the show, so leave us a review wherever you listen. Please visit us at nerdsmith.org to join our community. Just click the donate link and subscribe for access to subscriber-only bonus content, exclusive merch, Discord server access, and more. If you'd like to be a part of the podcast, please visit chaoticgoodnesspodcast.com to submit a jump point for an upcoming story arc. If you want to keep up with the cast, find us on Twitter at chaotic underscore podcast. Stay tuned for more chaos. We hope you've enjoyed laughing along with us and at us, and we look forward to you all joining us for Season 2, which starts on August 13th. We've received some more reviews from all around the U.S., and I'd like to share them with you. First off, Decalodian writes, Building the plane as your friend is flying it. Chaotic Goodness is exactly what its title suggests, a wonderful show filled with good, good anarchy. The GM does a fantastic job of providing solid story hooks while allowing enough freedom for the players and the random roll of the dice to really take command of the story. It's truly a type of storytelling where everyone is significantly contributing, and there's clear trust between everyone involved. 
If you want a show where the unexpected is handled with grace and many laughs, check this out. Thank you. And Ferk Smulder says, great content and chemistry. Love the sci-fi setting of this podcast, and the entire cast brings it all together with a great mix of gameplay and haphazard planning. The GM does an excellent job facilitating the content and consequences of roles. Although the show suffers from some early audio quality and editing issues, this doesn't take away from the overall quality of the content produced. Very excited to see this show grow. And from Legend of Grayson, a good crew. I was recommended this podcast and I can see why. They have a great cast that really gels together. Come join the chaos. And last but not least, a short but sweet review from Troy199512. Awesome. Great stuff. Keep the content coming. Don't worry, we will. Remember, Season 2 starts in just seven weeks on August 13th. See you then! Dust off your dice and hold on to your butts. Do you love magic, mystery, intrigue, and romance? Of course you do. Meet... Rowan, the enigmatic bard. Atlas, the blacksmith, what a heart of gold. Kristoff, the sorcerer who enchants with both fact and fiction. Join our heroes as they unmake the best laid plans of their indomitable DM in... The The Lawful Stupid. Stupid. Epic Endings Podcast, where heroes come to perish. Hey, I'm Rachel, the DM of Epic Endings Podcast. It is a 5th edition actual play podcast with a bit of a twist. While most parties are comprised of three or more players at an appropriate level going on adventures, this series of adventures is taken on by solo players at 20th level. I have four individual players, each playing one character and each playing alone. Each player is presented the same adventures beginning with a level one adventure to see how they approach the problems and navigate different situations without the aid of a full party. Who will go the furthest? Will it be the dashing Cassius Day, the Divine Bard? What about our cautious and careful Thea Nightbreeze, Circle of the Moon Druid? Perhaps the rickety but feisty old Sai Amakir, a blade song wizard? Or will it be our timid and endearing Keldwin Kinsbaron, the Life Domain Cleric? Find out on Epic Endings Podcast, where heroes come to perish. You can find us on all of your favorite podcasting services, Facebook and Twitter, at Epic Endings Pod. Also, check out the blog over at thefemalepally.wordpress.com for show notes, anecdotes, and other write-ups on gaming.